Hello and welcome to Nailing It Down, a podcast dedicated to reporting and analyzing current events, tapping whatever knowledge and expertise we can find to get as close to the truth as possible. I'm Mark Kelly. This is the final part of a series I call Answering Rodney King. It began as my best effort to answer the late Los Angeles police beating victim's plaintive question during the riots that followed acquittal of four white cops who wailed on him during a traffic stop. I just want to say, you know, can we we all get along? Can Can we get along? Searching for the answer to Rodney's question took me to the very earliest days of the American experiment, where the very white founding fathers passed on to their descendants the racism and white supremacy they inherited from their European ancestors. Tracking these destructive attitudes through the centuries has been fairly easy. Bigotry has blossomed generation after generation, sometimes dressed up in scholarly or pseudo-scientific garb, but still recognizable and still damaging to people of color seeking a life in these United States. Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts actually landed a mention in the last episode when he spoke for white supremacists everywhere as the court struck down voting rights laws intended to give people of color an equal voice and an equal chance in the voting booth. I still don't understand why the nation didn't convulse in a transcontinental choking fit when Roberts solemnly informed us the nation has changed. We no longer need to keep an eye on racist officials who conspire to keep people of color in their place, that is, a few notches below white people. In this episode, I had intended to present our current president, the not-at-all illustrious Donald J. Trump, as an avatar of racism and white supremacy in this hour of our history. And he is that to a T. But as I gathered his comments on the subject, I was struck by the mindlessly irrational manner in which he advances the cause of bigotry. So I want to present several of Mr. Trump's more emphatic and rather senseless moments to document both his racial animosity and his childish patterns of thought and speech. He's a bigoted brat, if you ask me yet he holds the most powerful political office on earth. It's mind-boggling and terrifying at the same time. Mr. Trump never hid his racism before he ran for office. The feds noticed it in the 1970s and nailed him and his father for refusing to rent to black people. Clearly no change of heart on the day he descended the escalator at Trump Tower and sprang into his presidential campaign by digging his golf spikes into the back's of Mexican immigrants. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Journalists and commentators asked Trump if he hadn't spoken a bit harshly, lumping all Mexicans into such a derelict category. His response gave us an early glimpse of his barely existent thought processes. Sense. 
don't want these people, so they send them to the United States because the United States is run by stupid people. We have stupid leadership. We have incompetent leadership that doesn't know what it's doing. So we take them. And certainly we do have killers and plenty of other problems coming over. We take them because other countries don't want them. We're like a dumping ground. The United States, Aaron, is like a dumping ground for the world's problems. So absolutely I wouldn't change that. This is some are killers, and we don't even know what we're getting. Mexico, they're coming from all over. So certainly you know that's true. And from a common sense standpoint, you know that's true. His bigotry and ignorance shine through those words offered without evidence to support his claims. Trump's ability to think clearly is so impaired and his racial insensitivity so highly developed that he slurs people of color everywhere he goes. Case in point, his insult to Native American heroes during a recognition ceremony. His pea-sized brain put together the fact that his political enemy, Senator Elizabeth Warren, had claimed some Native American heritage, and here he was standing alongside some real honest-to-goodness Indians. You were here long before any of us were here, although we have a representative in Congress who... They say he was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. If he was trying to be cute, he wasn't. And that wasn't a moment for him to try. The Native Americans present were gracious in absorbing such ignorance without taking Trump to task for it. Of course, there was the time Trump complained about the federal judge hearing a case involving the very fraudulent Trump University. The justice, you may recall, was Mexican-American. Trump demeaned the man's integrity before the world. As president, Trump is charged with upholding the law and serving all of the American people. But his impressions of some communities are so biased and off-base, there isn't a chance in a million he would ever act in their best interests. As you listen to this comment, remember this is the man who conspired with his father to cheat people of color in housing. African-American Hispanics are living in hell because it's so dangerous. You walk down the street, you get shot. The subtext for that comment would be Trump's jaundiced belief that people of color are inferior to white people, hence their tendency to live in such barbaric conditions. Time after time, reporters and activists have attempted to reason with Trump about these things. His opposition to any brown-skinned people even entering the United States, for instance. But there's apparently nothing in the man's head to connect to. An example, CNN's Anderson Cooper got into it with Trump offering scientific evidence that refuted Trump's incessant allegation that immigrants pose a threat to us all, that immigrants equal rising crime. And that's why we must keep them out and flush out as many already here as possible. Cooper presented facts. Trump responded with another unconvincing, childish argument. Northwestern University, cited by the Washington Post, says essentially no correlation between illegal immigration and violent crime Research Center, using figures in the University of Massachusetts, found, quote, the crime rate among first-generation immigrants, those who came to this country from somewhere else, significantly lower than the overall crime rate and that of the second generation. But even if the studies were correct, I'm not talking about correlation. When you have illegal immigrants coming in, if they commit crime, they're not supposed to be here. Some reporters do a better, albeit more terrifying, job of exposing Trump's bigotry and lack of rational thought processes. Here's Trump responding to ABC's George Stephanopoulos after the newscaster pushed Trump on how long Muslims will be banned from the United States. Trump reports falsely on conditions in Europe. This illogical, 
uninformed rant is from the President of the United States. You take a look at Paris. The real Paris is a different Paris than the City of Lights that you read about. They have areas in Paris where it is so radicalized and so vicious. I told you that the police refuse to go there. They will not go there. That's what's going to happen with our country. So one more time, no second thoughts. Any Muslim coming to the United States is banned for now until the United States can figure out how this is going to go. How long do you expect this to, to go? I on? hope it will go quickly. I hope we can figure it out. But we have to look at people. We have to use vigilance in our country, or we're going to have many more World Trade Centers, and our country will never be the same. We will have many, many more World Trade Centers as soon as, as sure as you're sitting there. Our country will never be the same, and you just said it. Until our country's representatives can figure out what is going on, we have no choice but to do this, George. Do you hear the madness in the man's voice that I do? And it goes on and on. The Muslim ban has now been enshrined, maybe forever, by the Supreme Court. Again, Chief Justice John Roberts brought us the news. And Trump continues to rant about immigrants in language that descends ever deeper into irrationality and hatred. After calling African countries, along with Haiti and El Salvador, shitholes, immigrants have been reduced to animals who, if not stopped, will infest this country like insects. Coming into the country or trying to come in, we're stopping a lot of them. But we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals. And we're taking them out of the country at a level and at a rate that's never happened before. And because of the weak laws, they come in fast, we get them, we release them, we get them again, we bring them out. It's crazy. The dumbest laws, as I said before, the dumbest laws on immigration in the world. So we're going to take care of everyone. We'll get it done. None of his charges are based in fact. Most have been refuted by responsible, rational, professional scholars and public officials. I doubt Trump really fears these people. Some suggest it's just a way to keep his base loyal and his narcissistic self in power. But the people he's attacking are afraid. Afraid of the violence they're often fleeing in their homelands, and afraid of what the U.S. will do to them if they enter illegally and are caught. Trump's recent policy of separating immigrant families at the border raised a lot of dust. But he still intends to lock up entire families to deter them from coming here at all. Add to that his decision to end the DACA program that allowed children brought here illegally to pursue higher education and his order to withdraw temporary protected status from hundreds of thousands of refugees from places like Haiti, El Salvador, and Honduras, which means they will have to leave. Murky and mostly non-existent, as Donald Trump's thought processes are, his central vision is clear and in focus. Make America great again is merely a euphemistic way of saying, get those brown faces out of here and make America white again. I'm still shocked that this mindless bigot was elected. I'm appalled at the things he's said and done so far. And I'm hoping desperately people of goodwill and decency will unite and bring an orderly end to this truly strange and sad period of American life. 
That's it for this go-round. I'd love to hear from you. My email is kellymark2 at gmail.com. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y-M-A-R-K-2 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is Awkward Situation by Vortex. And I still believe that we can make a difference. I'm Mark Kelly, and this is Nailing It Down.